At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Paddle and Finn. I'm Scott. And I'm Brian. And tonight's episode is going to be epic, of course, because uh, tonight we're going to talk tourney acts. We're going to talk what you've been up to, bro. We're going to talk a little bit of Delavan Bluegillin. And um, yeah, this is awesome, dude. It's good to be back. The most important thing is the epic return of the Godfather. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just what's, saying. What's funny is um, <clears throat> I haven't done a pod since, I don't know, January. And what's awesome about this is my disdain for my voice is still epically high. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, when was the last pod you were on? It was, was it the Listener Roundtable? It was the Listener Roundtable, wow. yeah. Yeah, that seems like it was like forever ago. But it's it's only been a few Man, months. You guys have been doing awesome. You guys have just been cranking them out, and I mean, listening chips way up. This yeah. is awesome stuff. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. I I know, um, you know, after the listener roundtable, things kind of uh, blew up. You know, a lot of guys shared that. Um, a lot of their friends and followers listened, and uh, it's kind of expanded from there. Um, I know not only that, but you know, we had some some pretty epic guests on. Um, oh yeah, you had some real deal guests. Yeah, on. like Drew that. Gregory, JD DeRosier, Alex Fulgaria, uh, whatever. Alex yeah. Fulgaria, um, Richie Lockery um, from Moyak. I mean, yeah, it was great. And uh, so, interesting stat when I um, uh, at the last pod we did, I think the listens were around thirty six hundred total. And they're like well over ten thousand now, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have done such a great job. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. I, actually, I think it's almost eleven thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I looked earlier today, so it's like eleven thousand downloads, um, which is kind of nuts because, 
you know, we always talked about, like, I remember when we got to 50. Oh, I know. And then 100. I know. And then 1,000. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, man, we just hit 2,000. But do you remember, like, when we talked about it, it was like, you know, the first 1,000 took forever. Yeah. And then we always talked, like, once the next, like, 10,000, up yeah. to 10,000 would yeah. be a shorter haul. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No doubt. I mean. And you guys blew it out. Like, it went, came quick. Yeah. I think we just reached 10,000, like. A month and a half ago? No. Like, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two wow. or three weeks ago. And now it's at, like, uh, I think it's at, like, 10, 7, 10, 8, something That's like awesome. that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so it, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's blown up, and uh, I don't know if – actually, yeah, I was on the phone with you that day. You were. When I was yeah. at the river, and the guy was like, hey, man, you're like one of those paddling fin dudes, right? <laughs> you know? And we talk, me and Jay talked about that on an episode, and Jay's like, yeah, you're Rockford famous. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that. But, um, yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Um, I just love – Love the listener feedback and, uh, you know, just, just. We've just been doing people. a lot too with the listeners. Like you've been fishing down in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Bouncing around. Um, you know, we gave away that kayak to, uh, Todd Phillips. Yep. Um, you know, it, doing the seminar. Uh, yeah. Just uh, trying to do all kinds of stuff to just help grow, you know, like our main goal was like, when we started this was to you know grow the kayak fishing community help guys learn from our mistakes we mm -hmm. made and stuff like that and it's it's interesting when you hear feedback from somebody that's like hey man just just found the pod and uh you know i was gonna do this and i listened to this episode and you know thanks for giving me that like heads up yeah, or yeah, warning yeah. or yep. you know kind of help guide me in a certain direction um, so it, it's, it's been really cool to hear that. And I know like, you know, you and I always talk, you know, kind of behind the scenes and obviously, you know, you haven't been on the pod, but you've, you know, like I always say, you pull Jay's strings from behind the scenes. Well, but. we should probably address that. <laughs> Jay's going nowhere, right? I mean, he's still the co-host. This is just, uh, Jay wasn't available tonight. So mm -hmm. Brian had asked me to fill in. So yeah, Jay's, uh, I figured I'd destroy and remove a few listens while I'm at it. <laughs> Uh, Jay's son's birthday is today, so nice. he was taking him out to dinner and stuff. So we love you, Jay. Yeah, he <laughs> he texted me this morning. He's like, "Hey, man, um, you know, I fished all weekend, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, he was like, "Hey, we should have probably recorded the pod yesterday. Like, I'm tied up tonight. I don't know if I'm gonna have time." I was like, "You know what? Um, let me text Scott because we had been talking about you know getting you back on and stuff." And I think I mentioned that on the last pod. We were just waiting for you to get out on the water and things like that. And uh, um, I was like, I'll text Scott. I'll be like. There's been know. a lot going on with setting up the Paddle and Film World Headquarters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As and you can I, tell. I can tell you right now, we are currently in the Worldwide Headquarters. And it is looking <laughs> beautiful. We got on the water tonight. We did. Um, and got rained on. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was pretty epic. But, that was pretty yeah. crazy. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it's crazy. Like, I'm glad this all worked out. Um, so, yeah, we figured you would host tonight. I'm like a substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to host tonight, and uh, I'm just going to be the guest, I guess, and, yeah. you know, kind of go from there. It's kind of weird being on that side of it, I think. But uh, Well, there's a lot going on, man, and I think um, I'm not alone in saying that 
your tournament season just started. So what I want to do is, especially on tonight's pod, is really talk through how can the listeners follow you. Sure. How can all that kind of good stuff. So <clears throat> as we walk through this, the first things first, let's talk about, I guess, the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think you guys have already talked about the, the Banner Marsh. and I mean, you, fit, you had an eighth place finish there, um, et cetera. But the most recent that you haven't talked about is this KBL, the St. Chris Lake. Yeah. Yeah. So St. Chris was supposed to be last Sunday. Yeah. And that's how I ended up at the Banner Marsh tournament because uh, when I was heading down to pre-fish, like the, the group chat started blowing up and uh, there was talk about weather and, you know, safety concerns because there were supposed to be 20, 30 mile an hour winds, okay. like 40 degree, like I think the day was supposed to start out at like 31 or 32 degrees and then drop rain, snow mix all day. So it was just a safety thing. So... In the KBL, um, it's written in their rules that uh, if events canceled due to unknown circumstances, uh, this being the weather, that the tournament automatically goes to an online event the following weekend, and you can fish public water only. It's Saturday and Sunday only, so you get two days to fish, so that way it makes it flexible for guys. And it was kind of hard for a lot of guys this weekend because of Easter. So, you know, a lot of guys only fish Saturday. Um, some guys did Easter on Saturday, so they only fish Sunday. Um, it, it was a grind. I so, mean, <clears throat> so you can fish any body of water you want as long as it's in Illinois? Is that how that works? Um, for that one, I think it is any body of water in Illinois. Because you did the, the cash, right? Well, um, I actually went back down to Banner Marsh Saturday. Uh, with Jacob Ruff and uh, another gentleman from the KBL met us down there, uh, Christopher Dotson, uh, who fished KBL last last year as well. Um, he ended up meeting us down there. But my thought going into it was uh, I caught some quality fish down there. I didn't figure the fish out till you know, halfway through the tournament. But the fish I did catch were, were solid fish. And I know there was some some really nice fish, like 20s. I think big fish was like 21 and a half. Wow. So, I mean, there's some tanks in there. So I I was just like, yeah, I, I should go back there. Because up here, up north, you know, the water temps are still cold. Right. And um, so my plan was to go back down there, which I did. And... I actually fished out of a different boat this weekend. I forgot about that. I fished, uh, I took the Old Town Predator demo boat from Rocktown out. So you got to pause right there and, you know, you got to give a little re review. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, basically it was more for, uh, I'm going to do a little like review on that boat, uh, for the YouTube channel. Um, but I wanted to see what all this craze was about these pedal drives. And I'll tell you right now, I hated it because it took, made me realize how fat and out of shape I was. <laughs> like, I mean, my abs and my thighs were on fire. And that was just getting out of the dock. Yeah, yeah. That was like in the first 10 minutes. And then, you know, the whole rest of the day. But, uh, <clears throat> no, that boat, um, so I demoed that when I demoed my Bonafide. I've mentioned that before. 
Um, it's a fast boat. Um, the pedal drives fast. It's like super torquey. But I think my problem was is I was like just trying to huff it the whole time yeah. when I was moving. Whereas if I would have just relaxed, nice, slow, yeah, steady right, pedal, steady pace, yeah. I wouldn't have like been just like wanting to have a heart attack. Right. <laughs> but um, the boat's stable. Um, Did you stand up in it at all? Oh yeah, I stood up, in and it, it was no problem. Yeah, because I was actually sight fishing some of the day. I actually saw a male locked on bed, pitched to him for probably a half hour, couldn't get him to go, and. Um, you know, I, I stood up a ton in that, uh, went to the back, went to the front hatch because I threw some some lures and stuff up in the front hatch, um, turned around in my black pack, no issues, didn't feel like I was going to fall over. The one thing I will say is um, the rudder thing is nice where it flops down and then you can prop it up out of the water. Yeah. But as far as turning goes, like you had to lean into the turn to like really get it to go or turn otherwise it really lagged interesting um oh, and that's one of those flop over rudders, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Real th- i'm gonna it's say it's thin. thin yeah but it's long but it's thin right you know it's probably four inches wide or mm-hmm. something so that was the one thing like the turning um i did not like the exercise aspect of it <laughs> but uh yeah so it, it was cool like in you know a, I wanted to do like a little review video about it because right. I've talked about that boat before. Um, I was kind of interested in that boat, you know, back in the day. Um, but not only that, I knew I wanted to cover a bunch of water and I knew there was going to be a decent amount of wind that day. Um, so I figured, why not, you know, pedal drive. But I will say, like, I don't think it was like extremely fast. I could probably almost paddle the same, same thing. And like it's it's a different amount of exertion paddling versus pedaling. I don't know. To me, it just seemed like paddling was way easier. But it's probably because that was that pedal drive is just like it's a rare territory for me, so to speak. Well, and I think too, um, the 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 nature of it is you want to kind of. You're in a pedal drive that you know is torquey and fast, so you yeah, want to cruise. Yeah, right. That's going to burn you out. Yeah. Like you said, I bet if you just relaxed and went slow, and sure. you'd have a much better experience. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, I'll 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 have a video up. Uh, it'll probably be this weekend. Sometime. Well, they're one of the only makers that has a built-in. They were one of the first to come out with that Minn Kota Predator, which yeah. is a different boat altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just has that built-in. Yeah, trolling I mean, motor clearance thing. now, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually saw one of those up at, uh, I think it was Canoe Copia. I saw that boat. Might have been Wisconsin Fishing Show. But okay. I saw that. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, basically the trolling motor head just comes right out of the bottom of the pot. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I ended up catching three really nice fish at Banner, and I just couldn't get my other two. Yeah. And, you know, I think in the morning, first thing, I was, like, in first place. And I was like, okay, this day is starting off pretty good. Yeah. If I can keep this going. And it was like a light switch. It just shut off. Yeah. Couldn't get another bite. I think we spent nine and a half hours on the water. Wow. And I'm just like, what am I going to do? Like, I got 18 people coming to my house tomorrow. 
right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fish. How long of a ride is that down in Banner Marsh? Uh, three hours from my place. Okay. So it's not horrible, but I mean, it's a good haul though. When you're going three hours down, and fishing nine and a half hours, and, and then, then three driving hours three back, hours back brutal. home. Yeah. Um, but Jacob, Jacob Ruff rode with me, and uh, apologies to Jacob. I uh, overslept a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Sounds like an inside story. Yeah, it'll be on the video. <laughs> Jacob shot a little clip out in front of my house. Like, yeah, yeah, Brian was supposed to be me at the launch at, or at, at this uh, ride share. I was supposed to meet him at, like, I think it was 315. And uh, he pulled up in front of my house about 410. Wow. Yeah, so, oops. So you wound up. Getting back to the St. Chris event, you wound up taking 10th? Well, yeah. So I caught three fish at Banner, and then I came home. Uh, I went out for two and a half hours Sunday morning. Yeah. Before I had to have guests come over, I went to Rock Cut and didn't get a single bite. Unbelievable. Then I came home, did the family thing, the dinner, had the guests. Went out to the Kish. And then I went to the Kish. And it was like bottom of the ninth, you know, bases loaded, two outs. All I needed was two well, twelve-inch fish. Let me let me let me start here. Let me just start <laughs> here because I know a little bit about this. So, I was out fishing <coughs> on the fox, just fly fishing, yeah, checking out spots. And I texted you and said, and you said you're you just knuckled down and you're getting to the cash, yeah. And um, you said you needed two fish. That was the text I got, yeah. I want to say it was 10 minutes later. <laughs> da-ding, da-ding, my, my, my phone's going off, and there's two pictures of two small yeah, ones. Yeah. So how'd you get them? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been putting in some work on the on the Kish there um, in a few different areas, scoping it out. Um, so I'm going to help out uh, do some, like, guided fishing trips with, yeah. uh, with Rock, Rock Town. Town. Mm -hmm. So I've been, you know, scoping out certain areas, and uh, – uh, Chris Dotson, who met up with us at Banner, um, I fished with him Sunday morning, and then that night I was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to go to the river. I need two 12-inch fish to put me in right. like tenth or something." Right. And uh, at that point, he had zero. He didn't catch any fish at Banner, and uh, you know, I'm like, "Man, I'd love for you to come, get you on the board," you know. And we launched. I hit this laydown right on a seam, and I thought I snagged the laydown, and it started fighting back, and it was like a 13-and-a-half fish. That's awesome. And then he came behind me, and he pulled a 15-and-a-half out of there. Really? So then we're both, like, taking pictures uh, of the fish, getting them uploaded. I paddled back up, and I hit another seam right behind that one, and I caught it. It was, like, exactly 12. I had to, like, pinch the tail, like, get it, like, positioned perfectly. It just crossed that 12-inch mark. And that's when I texted you, and I was like, well, I got my two fish. It was, like, 10 minutes, and I was like, seriously, dude, I could have came here this morning right, and, like, done this. Right. And, like, because I was in full panic mode. And, like, you know, and I talked to it about it briefly on the last pod, like, after the, the Banner Marsh thing, you know, it was like, all I wanted was a top 10 finish, um, you know, because that's the thing. Like, you know, everything I got going on this season, 
you know, I didn't want to like put up a goose egg or something and then like eyebrows are like flared, like, you right. know, what, what is this kid thinking? You right. Know? So, um, you know, I think I was in like 16th place when I went out, uh, Sunday night and then those two fish bumped me up into 11th and then I like upgraded three times so that 12 inch went to like 12 and three quarter gotcha. I caught a bunch of fish but they were all in that small but it shows range. what a difference even like a quarter of an inch three quarters of an inch makes right and so that put me in 10th I finished in 10th I did lose a giant um right at the end of the night and uh was it a smallmouth? I'm pretty sure it was. It yeah. could have been a pike, but uh, where I caught it, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a smallmouth. Um, we'll talk a little bit about, so you're looking for the laydowns and stuff. We have been talking a little bit about kind of what strategy are you using for that? Like you, you kind of took that from another species, y- right? Yeah, so, you know, we talked about that because, um, you know, last year we talked about it on the pot. Like we both wanted to explore rivers, right? you know? Right. Um, it's something I did as a kid, but um, I did it a lot when I trout fished, trout and salmon, fly fished. And reading water is so crucial, and I've been running through my mind on how to put a YouTube video together to, like, kind of help teach guys how to yeah. read water. Yeah, yeah, And, um, you know, I can explain it if I have the river in front of us, mm-hmm. and I can show you certain things to look for. So I just got to figure out how to do that in my editing end of things but um you know i'm just big thing is like current seams behind but specifically what species were you talking about you're kind of taking from to search for smallies and do your river fishing oh it was definitely trout trout yeah interesting and and that was a thing like we had that conversation uh after i got done fishing that night and i was like you know man i've been really applying like my trout fishing strategies to smallmouth fishing and whereas before it was like I was thinking like largemouth fishing, right? Like slow moving structures, just hitting all the structure I could. And you know, a lot of times there are some smallmouth sure. there, but if you move, smallmouth love that current just yeah. like a trout, and they sit on those seams because they can sit on that slack side in the lazy water, not have and to the work. The food comes to them, and the yeah. food comes to them, and they just shift over, grab it, and then move back to the lazy section. And that's exactly what a trout does. And since I started implying that, like, things have dramatically changed. Not only that, but dialing some baits in for the Mm -hmm. kish, you know. Um, I don't want to give too much of that away. But, um, yeah, that was definitely the, you know, the go-to thing. It becomes just another, like, tool in your toolkit, right? Oh, yeah. When you're on that kind of water, like, okay, I can hit the structure, but, you know, let's look for these seams first. Let's look for, you know, eddies, all that kind of good stuff. Well, and I think part of it, too, was is I fished the river a lot this winter. Yeah. Like 20-degree days, which was just stupid. Yeah. You know, so I was looking for all that slack water. Mm-hmm. Now that it's warming up, those fish have moved back, and right. they're really feeding, getting ready to spawn, and things like that. So um, that just applying that strategy Sunday <clears throat> um, saved my life. Like. <laughs> Not no, save right. my life, but like save my tournament. No right, you know. And I think I when I texted you right before I got on the water, I was like, "This is about the only time you'll hear me ask the fish gods for two twelve-inch dinks." <laughs> you know, like that's all I needed. And uh, yeah, so it worked out, man. Uh, super happy. So, 
So where are you at right now with the San Chris event? You finished tenth. Banner March was eighth. What was the other one? There was another one too. The, uh, the March KBF monthly challenge. I finished sixth. Okay. So I got three top ten finishes nice. so far. So yeah, we just need to get like those top five. You know? <laughs> but you know, and that's yep. the thing. Like. Um, I'm pretty sure me and you have talked about it. I know Jay and I have talked about it extensively. Like, I'm totally satisfied with a top 10 finish without, like, taking home a paycheck. Like, right. You right. know, if I can stay in that top 10, um, that's all I really care about. Right. You know, if it's a 100-person-plus tournament, like, top 20 all day. No, long, right. You know, right, I right, just right. want to be in that, like, top 20%. Right. You know? Right. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting start to the season. Just want to keep the momentum going, and then you know build it up a little bit more, a little bit more. So, what's the KBL Online Midwest best? Is that different than the monthly? Um, yeah, so KBL does. Um, if you're in Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, I think it is. Yeah, they do a, a an online tournament. Um, it's kind of like the monthly challenge through KBF, um, but it's two weekends a month, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe it is, um, which this past weekend was one of those weekends, and then next weekend is the other one, and then that completes the April one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sign up, I think it's 30 bucks, and um, I believe it's like top three get paid out or something like that, or maybe it's top 10%, but there's 50-some guys in it this month. And it's open not only to the club, but um, uh, the general public. Mm-hmm. You could fish it. Um, you just got to fish public water, um, and it's largemouth, smallmouth. Interesting. And that coincided with this weekend's tournament, so I think that one I'm sitting in – 12th or something okay. right now yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm not going to be able to fish next weekend oh, okay. so i'll probably get bumped down a little well, further that brings us to our next topic which is what's what's coming on the docket here so we got the kbf actually you're doing two kbf tournaments coming up here yeah so um i announced on last week's pod that uh i signed up for the pro tour uh the kbf pro tour um, that was just a personal decision I came to. There's been a lot of hearsay about it um, just because it's like a, an added buy-in type thing this right. year. Um, but, you know, from everything that Chad Hoover's described about it, it's it's the direction I want to go with, like, my fishing path. So um, I decided it was probably part of my better interest to do so. Um, yeah, it's more money. Um you know, it is what it is, but um, it's just another step in the right direction for me personally, I guess. So um, all the pro tour stops coincide with the um, trail series stops. Doesn't matter what region you're in. Obviously, I'm doing central, and the central's a little goofed up this year. Like, I think right now for just the trail series stop, there's only like 28 guys signed up. And that's because it's so far away. You know, a lot of the guys that are signed up are Kansas, Missouri. Uh, I think there's one guy from Colorado, a guy from Nebraska. For the Central? Yeah, for the Central. Wow. 
um, because Colorado got lumped in with like California, Arizona, and all oh. that stuff because they don't have a ton of people up that way. Right. So, um, but for all the guys up north here, you know, it's a long haul down to Kansas. And I think there's 28 guys so signed up for the Trail Series event, but there's four of us signed up for the Pro Series. And um, per what the rules are written, you need a minimum of three. So the Pro Series stop is a go. Because I know one of the first California stops, there was only two guys signed up. So they got their money refunded because yeah, yeah. they didn't have enough guys. Right. So, um, yeah, I leave uh, – day after the pod releases wednesday driving to kansas uh get there wednesday evening pre-fish thursday friday tournament saturday so as a guy who hasn't fished a tournament yeah. per se what is that saturday morning like like what how does the process go <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny man like um so saturday morning uh there's a captain's meeting for this particular tournament that are doing it the morning of i believe it's at 5 a.m i'd have to go back and look it's either like 5 or 5 15 a.m and uh there's captain's meetings basically they go over all the rules and everything and uh you know just simple guidelines basically reiterating what you should have already read but that way a guy can't you know have the excuse of oh i didn't know that um, so you go through that, and then um, uh, earliest launch time is 6 a.m., and earliest lines in the water is 6 a.m. Okay. So everybody <laughs> launches at 6. There's two launch options, um, and then you, lines out are by 2, I How believe. How does it work, though, with, like, you get limited space to launch? So do they have a or pecking order? Or? Um, they'll let you stage your boats, like, down at the launch. Okay. So, like, you could drop your boat in, put it to the shore. You just can't be, like, sitting in it, floating off, gotcha. basically. You know, you have to basically have your boat sitting there. Like, at Great Lakes, uh, a bunch of us lined our boats up on the shore. And then when it was time, uh, legal time to take off, yeah. you know, we just dumped in and okay. went. So... Um, it looks like those launches there are pretty big. Plus, there's some shoreline there where guys can dock their boats, have so them ready to guys go. Guys are standing next to their boat waiting for the yeah, pretty much waiting for uh, you know the green light to be able to go and take off. Um, now, some guys have motors, some guys have paddles, paddles. some guys have pedals. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, interesting. Bonafide's getting an upgrade tomorrow. So, <laughs> well, do, have you talked about this already on the panel? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I did or not. You should. You should mention. I think it I did. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm putting a trolling motor on the Bonafide. Hey, as big of hey, us. Hey, 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 welcome. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Well, you know me. Like I've always been that paddle snob, right? Like, you know, screw the paddles. You know, skip over hey, the motors. Hey, you know, welcome. But here's the one thing. Uh, it It's funny. Like, after I really sat down and thought about it, because I was just like, I was just such a paddle purist. Sure. But from a, a fishing tournament standpoint, and especially after fishing these couple of tournaments, like, um, I think it was Chad Hoover that said it. Or maybe it was Alan Wiedemeyer. Uh, from the tournament director from yep. KBL because he's on the Torquedo team. He's got a Torquedo. So does Chad Hoover. 
and I they may have both said this, but kayak fishermen are fishermen first. Right. Kayakers second. Right. Which I was kind of opposite. You know, I was like kayaker first and fisherman second. I mean, I've always been a fisherman. Right. But, like, when I got into the kayak fishing, like, I just dug it because I was in a kayak. Right. Um, but it makes sense, especially from a tournament standpoint. Like, you can cover more water. You're not exerting a ton of yep. energy and things like that. And granted, I'm not going with, like, this big 55-pound sure. thrust trolling motor. I just picked up a 30-pound. Watch it. Watch it. Watch so, yourself. So, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. But uh, <laughs> uh, I just got a 30-pound 30, 30 thrust uh, Minn Kota. It's supposed to make my boat do, like, uh, I think it's, like, three and a half, four mm-hmm. miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too much. Um but it's going to do justice. Yeah. And I'll do a YouTube video on that as I'm rigging everything up. Um, cause I'm kind of taken from a few different ideas that I saw and compiling them into one. Yep. Um, but it's going to be on the super cheap. Like I'm not getting like this, you know, couple hundred dollar mount but, or anything. But the like coolest that. thing I liked about it was you had mentioned the bonafides kind of already rigged. Yeah. For the pedals yeah. to do the steering, which well, is going to be killer. Well, and they knew they were going to make a rudder for the bonafide, yeah. so that's part of the reason why it's rigged up that way. Um, but they also knew the tournament guys were going to throw torpedoes. No right. So that was another reason why. So, um, dude, you're going to love it, dude. Especially yeah. for, you know, the kayak becomes a tool. Yeah. Right? To well, get to the fish. And I mean, that's and that's just it, you know. So um, I'm not, like, making up excuses for myself. But, you know, when I really sat down and thought about it, it's like I'm at the disadvantage paddling. You know, as much as I love to paddle, and I'm still going to have to paddle anyways. Oh, sure. You know, the trolling motor is just going to get me from point A to point Did B. Did you get the short little pedal that no, Chase got? No, no. I didn't get the little. I did. Little, I, I finally picked it up. Did you? <laughs> Well, I'm going to keep my paddle because I'm just going to go from point A to point B. When I get there, I'm going right. to use my paddle to position. maneuver yep. me around and yep. kind of get around. Um, and then no fish, go from point B to point C. Yep. And that's what it's going to be utilized for. And the main thing was is uh, the tournament after Kansas. So after I get done in Kansas, I leave there and I go straight to Tennessee. And I'll be fishing the FLW KBF Open. Um, which is on Nickajack Lake, and that's basically a reservoir on the Tennessee River, but it's huge. So, like, I could legit put, like, 12 miles on it in a day. Right. Easy. Easy. What, what kind of battery are you going with, dude? Are you going with the... I, I haven't picked that up yet. Okay. Um, i got to pick that up tomorrow. But, um, and not, not brand-wise, but just, like, gas tank-wise, right? Yeah, so... Because you can spend as much as you want on those as well, which is... Right. Like, it was funny because Jay and I had talked about that. And, uh, you know, to get a big, deep cycle type marine battery to run a trolling motor in a lithium ion is like 1500 Oh, no, it's ridiculous. It's like insane. But it weighs oh like nothing. An eighth. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, granted, the Bonafide can handle some weight. So... You know, and if I'm not paddling that weight, however, I know the more weight I add, it kind of makes that boat a little tipsy with any boat. You know, you know? what you ought to do is, you know, I got the big honking marine battery in, yeah, the, yeah. in that new yep. vessel, Newport Vessels uh, case that I got. You ought to take my battery and just try it out yeah. and see how long you can run it, yeah. that kind of stuff, and see what 
what makes sense because if you can get away with a smaller deep cycle marine battery, the better off you'll be. Well, see, and I had the thought too is I got two of those really big deep cycle batteries. Oh, you do? Okay. In the trailer. Oh. And when the trailer's plugged in, it charges those batteries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the thought of possibly using one, one of those, those yeah. which will last me forever, especially with that 30-pound thrust. Sure, It's going to draw, like, little to no power. Sure. But now you're talking about adding 65, 70 pounds of weight. No, without a doubt. Which is a ton. Without a doubt. When you're talking a kayak. What, what is the weight limit on the Bonafide, do you know? Uh, I want to say it's like 400, 450. Is it 400, 450? Okay. So, you know, you figure I'm like 250. Yeah, the battery, I'm at like 310. Right. And then my fishing gear, that's another like 40. Right. So I'm like on that threshold. Plus the trolling motor. Yeah. Which is another, what, probably 20 or 30. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I got to figure that out. Yeah. So I think it's going to have to be a smaller deep cycle battery, which I know I had a smaller deep cycle battery when I had my Sylvan, and I had a 45-pound thrust bow mount on there. And I could run that thing for a day and a half and never run out of juice. Right. So I think I'll be all right with a smaller deep cycle battery. And then down the road, maybe, you know, get a W or something, take that money and upgrade the battery right. or something, you know. So Are you going to get one of those cases that has, like, USB plugins and stuff? Uh, I don't know if it Probably don't need it for tournament fishing. Yeah, but. Well, the nice thing is, is so... I've been thinking about rigging up some USB ports on my pod where my fish finder is. Um, so you use your fish finder batteries for that? Yeah. Um, so that way I could um, charge my phone if I needed to, which you need your phone for the turn. You do for so, pictures and yeah. stuff. So. so, I mean, I always charge my phone to the full, and I don't unplug it till like, I'm getting ready to go. Yeah. So... Uh, but you've seen, like, the case I have, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it makes it so easy. You yeah. just hook up the battery leads, and now you've got USB. You've got a, what is that, the, the 12, cigarette the lighter. The cigarette lighter dealio. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, all the steering is going to be in the pedals. That's going to be sweet. So, yeah, it'll be kind of hands-free for the most part. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. By the way, I watched a video on taking the head off your trolling motor and it doesn't seem that bad. I don't think it is. I think there's two wires, a red and a black. That's it. Red and a black, and then the two for forward and reverse Got it. is what I saw All today. two leads? Yeah. Got it. So. All right. Yeah. I saw a few things, too. Which, but anyway, I, I just want to make this painfully clear welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, my friend. I knew it would just take a matter of time. <coughs> well, you know, like I said tournament situation and that's the thing like you're turning red right now yeah. i wish people could see this <laughs> i mean that's the thing like now it's like that my 127 is going to be like totally set up for like tournaments only yep like i'm not going to take that out hardly no. ever which which is fine because you know i got other bonafides in the garage and i've been paddling the the 11.7 quite a bit in the past few days yeah. and i'm really loving that so let's stop there um, we'll get back to because we want to talk more about tourniacs and, and the stuff you're doing. But uh, since you mentioned the 11.7, yeah, uh, today we went out, yeah, and uh, we shot down to the dam, not too far from the condo, and um, there was a guy in a Lund, yeah, slamming bass, yeah. like 
using bluegill bait, but yeah. like just crushing bass. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and for those that don't know, like bass season is closed right now in right. Wisconsin, and uh, you know we figured we go out for some panfish, and if you know bass decided to bite the bait, not our fault. They're <laughs> right. getting released right away. So <laughs> apparently they're not up on yeah. on the DNR, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's damn bass, you know. Yeah. So then we get down there, and uh, I'm in the new canoe. You're in your 11.7. Yeah. And literally, we had a triple right out of the gate. Yeah. We're using, like, what, butter worms? Yeah. And, like, uh, I, I had a two-inch twister tail on. Right. You know. I, I had always, a butter worm on a jig yeah. with a bobber. Yeah. It was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the dude in the lawn hooked up. Or did I hook up first? He was using crawlers, I think, or something. I think I hooked up first. Yeah. And my drag was screaming because I had it set too low because I had my <laughs> right, ultralight. Because right. you're like, oh, let's go try like it's catching some bluegill some and, crappie. Blue and right. crappie, you know? And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll just bring the ultralight. And I always catch them on twister tails. So I tied that up, and, like, this thing's peel and drag. And then I hear the guy in the lund be like, you It's know, a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I got a toad on. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got a fish too. So we were all three battling fish at the same time. I looked at you. You had a fish on. I looked at him. He had a fish on. And I look out and my bobber just vanished. Just gone. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was only, I think my bass was like maybe 13 That's inches my, or something. Yeah, right. It's I didn't all ultralight. It was fun. I didn't pack my bump board because I wasn't like planning on catching for bass, bass right. you know. So, um, But I would say it was probably like a 13-inch fish, you know. But the reason I bring it up is uh, a storm rolled in, and we we had to paddle back in yeah. fairly quick. Yeah. Um, but then you let me take that 11.7 out. I got to tell you, man, like it looks identical to your boat from an untrained guy yeah, yeah, i know yeah. i know the yeah. deck's a little different sure but um what's interesting about it is you let me paddle that thing and i stood in it and i paddled it and i mean it it's it cuts through that water man yes yeah. easy paddle for a, for sure for a budget boat it tracks like extremely well and and not only the fact that it's a budget boat but the fact that it's a shorter boat. It's an eleven seven, but it tracks like a twelve or a thirteen foot boat. And it was fairly stable. I mean yeah. I stood up in oh, it yeah. and it was no yeah. big deal. Yeah, I think the only complaint I had about it initially when I got it was like the first time I took it out when we were down in Tennessee, um, and I didn't spend a ton of time in it. Like I stood up in it just like you did, and I kinda rocked back and forth a little bit and I noticed some water coming up through the scuppers and it's probably again because I'm I love cheeseburgers, and I'm a bigger guy. And uh, But as soon as, like, I repositioned or sat down, that water drains, like, in a blink of an eye. And that's something that J.D. talked about when we had him on the pod. Because And I was telling you after you got off, I'm like, because I use that in the river for the St. Chris makeup right. event. Right. And, like, paddling upstream was a dream. Like, that thing just perfect riverboat and that's why i bought it and you know i know jd's taking it through some like class three rapids and he's like dude this thing handles like a whitewater kayak right um so i was super excited about that and you know just spending some some more actual quality time in it it's it's quite impressive i i was super impressed dude super (coughs) impressed what was interesting too was because you were standing fishing you were sight fishing yeah yeah, yeah. to some extent as well and um I mean, if you wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have even thought it wasn't your 127. 127. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wouldn't have. Yeah, the the side profile like is is pretty much identical. 
like the only thing that's different is the back end and it the sides aren't as tall or the gunnel walls aren't gotcha. as tall um as a 127 i think um and it, it sits a little lower in the water than the 127 but I tell you what, man, like, I'm thoroughly impressed with it. And and that was the thing I was telling you is, you know, J.D. got rid of his 127 because he fishes mostly rivers. Interesting. And I will say because I've taken my 127 in the river I was in. And there's a decided fishing. difference. Have you taken the 127 on the river? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I've taken the 127 out there several times before. Okay. And and then taking this 11.7, I'll never take my 127 in another river again. You know, unless it's like a bigger open river like the Fox, and I'm running my trolling motor right. to get or upstream or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something. which I have a tournament on the Mississippi this summer. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's super impressive. I do that boat. It's it's an awesome boat. Did you ever take out the Flint? Uh, did I take out the Flint? Because I'm curious how that paddles. I'm guessing that thing's going to be like left and right. I don't think I have, but I don't know. Uh, I've had extensive conversations with the guys at the shop. And, and what do they say? And Travis has spent a lot of time in it. What? Super fast boat, paddles really? easy. Okay. Um, but he's never spent time in the eleven seven because that's a newer gotcha. boat. So he can't really compare the two. Yeah. Um, but he said it is a little bit more on the tipsy side. I would, I would imagine because it's a, a not as wide of a boat. Because I'm trying to put together. You know, the eleven sevens, the bonafide sort of entry level. Yeah. The Flint would be the new canoe entry level. And yep. then uh, Jackson has the... Bite. Bite. The Bite, yeah. That's so, new this year. Have you paddled that one? No. Oh, I've only okay. seen it on... Uh, first time I saw it up close and personal was uh, Madison Fishing Show. Okay. And uh, it was in the Rutabaga booth. And uh, actually, Ethan was sitting in the, the seat... And I was like, so what do you think, man? He's like, the seat is kind of not that not comfortable. Right, huh? Well, it's just not comfortable. Cause, but I think uh, we figured it out. Like the mesh that's on the seat wasn't tightened up. So he was feeling the back bar. Oh, right, right. Um, so we tightened it up and it got a little better. But, you know, it's a bare bones boat. But, I mean, that's the way New Canoe is, too. It's bare bones, it so is. you can customize it, it to what you want. But I think you have more flexibility with the new canoe right. with all the gear track sure. running there um, compared to the Jackson. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. I know Jay's, like, going to listen to this and be like, what the, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's just my opinion, and I've told that to Jay before. But, I mean, you know, I think regardless, you talk about the new canoe Flint, the Bonafide RS-11.7, uh, the Jackson Bite, um what the heck else is out there um, that's in that price point? You know, there's a bunch of manufacturers that are coming out with boats in that, like, $1,000, 800 to $1,000 range. Right. I think you really can't go wrong with any of them. No, right. Uh, you know, right, right, right. It's, right, right. it's all going to be a personal preference, like we always say, mm -hmm. you know. It's like what I like, what you like, and what mm -hmm. whoever likes is going to be three different things. No, sure, you know? sure, sure. Um, it's just all a matter of what features are going to suat you the best. Um, but I, uh, did I tell you? No, there was a listener, uh, who bought an 11.7 from Rocktown and then his dad bought a bite and I'm forgetting his name right now. So I apologize, dude. 
Um, but I talked to his dad for a bit, you know, and he really liked the bite, liked the price point on it, uh, things like that. So I'm curious to hear what he thought about that. Um, but I know um, down at Rocktown, they've already sold quite a few bites. They've sold, obviously, a ton of flints, um, you know, because the flint's been out for, what, two years, three yeah, years? it's been out for a while. And they keep selling out of the 11.7s. Interesting. But, you know, from the paddle shop point of view, it's like you have all these boats in the same price range. So it's kind of hard. They're all competing with each right. other. Right, right, right. And they're all very similar. So, you know, from a retail standpoint, like, how many of which do you stock? You know, because one month it could be all the bonafide guys coming in buying their 11s. Right, right, right. Next month it's a bunch of new canoe, you know, or a bunch of people come in buy the new canoe, you know, but then they just stocked up on 2011 7s. Well, you and know? so it, it it's hard to judge, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, and I see the frustration because I know, you know, I'm using Rocktown as an example, but I know they're not the only ones. Right. Like I've talked to other right, paddle right. shops where it's like, we don't know what to keep in stock because they're, you know, all the same. Well, and that's all like, you know, it's getting worse than that even even in the low end. Yeah. Like yeah. I think I told you, I was at I was at yeah. Fleet Farm and I see the new Pelican anglers like they're yeah. selling them for six ninety nine, yeah. seven hundred bucks. Yep. And then you see a really similar boat like Ozark Trail at like Walmart, but it's, it's like a full fledged fishing kayak. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're sitting inside with a couple rod holders. Sure. Like it's got. Sure. Like crazy feet, and it's wide. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, it's a great time to be a consumer sure. in this sport because sure. no matter what your budget is, even yeah. if you're not going to go with one of the, for lack of a better term, like legit, yeah, right, yeah, um, full on fishing, full on fishing kayaks, yeah. you could still get into a decent boat, right, for like right. four ninety nine. And that's the thing, you know, like it doesn't matter what boat you're it in. Does as long as you're getting out on the water, that's all that matters. Dude, you know? I, remember, I still remember we talked about it when we first started the podcast, going out in that sit inside pelican you bought. Oh yeah. I still got that. And, <laughs> and I remember jumping in that thing yeah. going, This is awesome. You can fish out of anything. Yeah. I mean oh, that's, yeah. that's the moral yeah. story. I I've had so many people fish out of that thing and actually that um that boat, like, I'm looking to give away. So if somebody knows somebody that wants a, a small cheap fishing kayak to get into it contact me i'm obviously traveling a ton this year so even if you're in another state you're not in illinois let me know i'll throw it in the trailer and i will deliver it to you nice so um and that was part of this whole motion uh that you know we started putting forward just growing the kayak fishing community yep. and giving todd phillips that boat um so i still have that boat um so if anybody knows anybody, I'd like to see it go to a good home. That's awesome. You know, maybe a young teenage kid or something that wants to get into it. So, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, in what really made it like hit home, I think for me, you know, going back to like the cheapo sit inside was a uh, dusty yacker, you know, that kid has been so successful. Um, and he started in that boat. Right. He talked about how he like felt all nervous being in that like cheap and kayak and and hobies hobies and, <laughs> and jacksons and this and that and then yep. the kid crushed it you know right. and that's the thing man like you know even this past weekend uh fishing when i was over at olsen lake in rock cut um there was some guy in a little sit-in i didn't catch any fish that day and we were talking at the ramp and i'm like did you catch any so like, yeah i got like seven i'm like dude 
like, what the heck, man? Right. I mean, and that's the thing I've always said, you know, the fish don't care about what boat you're in. It's what lure you're dangling in front of their face. So we went out um, on Saturday, and my, my brother-in-law brought his nitro up. So yeah. we went out bluegill fishing and yeah, crappie yeah. fishing. And we were literally, there was a bunch of boats at the south end of the lake, just about seven foot. Yeah. Set your bobber and jig and what sure. are using waxies or whatever about three four feet and just pound them and uh, we weren't really pounding them. Yeah, and the boat next to us was, was hammering them, crippling them. It was like <laughs> doubles all day long, and I'm looking over and it's like this old boat. You know, it's yeah. got nothing to right. do with what right. you're fishing. It's right. what you're doing. Yeah. You so know, that, all about the fishermen. You it know? is. It is. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I kind of fished blind. Uh, Sunday because I I didn't take my 127 out and that was part of the reason why I had the Predator over the weekend was just because I got the boat tore apart so I could do this whole trolling motor thing so like I didn't have a depth finder or anything I fished Olsen before uh, last fall um, have you ever had a really good really good luck there or not really I, I've I've had some decent days there okay. um, I know I paddled way up into the creek and there was a ton of bluegill up there. I saw a couple short bass. Okay. Uh, saw catfish up there, um, but never, never hooked into anything. So, but the water temps were still cold because I know uh, Chris had met me out there and he talked to one of the guys, and I think the water temps were still like fifty degrees. So in reality, I should have been like tossing a jerk bait or something, sure, you sure, know. Sure, sure. And I yeah. obviously didn't bring jerk bait. So well. <clears throat> We, we've talked about a lot on this episode, and we're kind of coming to the end here, but I, 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 we got to cover something that, I mean, it's been top of mind for me, is how do we follow you on Tourney X? Like, it sounds like uh, I, I'm to the point where I know exactly, you know, where to go. The problem is there's so many different tournaments, so many. How do, yeah. how do, how do listeners actually follow you on Tourney X? Yeah, so we kind of ran through that, uh, you and I, um, but I thought it was a great idea, too, because... If you've never been on Tourney X, it's oh, kind of hard to follow. It's ridiculous. Um, just because there's there's so many leagues, right. right, and organizations running tournaments through Tourney X. Um, so if you open Tourney X, uh, you'll have a drop-down menu or a menu bar in the right top right-hand corner. Click that, go to the Tourney site, um, and you'll see a listing of all the clubs. Mm-hmm. Right up top is Kayak Bass Fishing or KBF. Um you can click uh, KBF Trail Series, and obviously any of the Central Division Trail Series, I'll be fishing those. Uh, you can fish KBF Pro Tour, any of the Central Division mm-hmm. Pro Tours, I'll be in those. Um, there is a tab for the FLW KBF events, yep. um, so you can follow that as well. Um the kbf monthly tab or i think it's listed as kbf challenge series i think that's where i got stumbled yeah it's like there's so many different kbf yeah. slash yeah so there's the w and the trail K- series and the yeah. kbf challenge series is for like the monthly state challenges and then like they do some oddball ones too like i know there's one coming up uh the weekend i'm in kansas where it's like the nightly thing or something where you fish all night instead of during the day um that's a thing uh they do some just some goofy uh challenges online challenges where you just fish any public body of water things like that 
And then uh, if you scroll down, they separate a lot of clubs by states. Um, so if you get down to Illinois' club, Illinois, all the Illinois clubs, uh, kayak bass leagues in there, they do a monthly challenge like I mentioned before. Um, their live events they usually don't do on Tourney X. Um, they usually just do it all there so they don't have to pay the Tourney X fees and all that stuff. It saves a little bit money, more money for the prize pool. Um, but the makeup event was on Tourney X just because we weren't all meeting at the same place. So you could see, like, the results and the standings and stuff there, too. So for listeners... Um it would be really helpful. It sounds like you're going to post on Instagram or for those that follow on Instagram, kind of what you're going into this weekend. And then they, yeah. can, they can basically find it on, on Tourney X. Yeah. I think I'm going to post links, um, you know, t- for the results board oh, or good. like the leaderboard. It'd be fun to watch your, you know, watch that because it updates live, right? Yeah. Like when I fished the Great Lakes um, series division, like my wife's like, well, how do I watch you? And, uh, or is there a way like I can monitor like how you're doing and I shot her the link and like I remember at one point I was in third in that tournament and she was like yeah just keep going like you got yeah. this and mm-hmm. then I lost that giant <laughs> or that was after I lost a giant but and that was again I only caught three fish that day but okay. um half the field skunked that tournament no right yeah and a lot of good sticks skunk that tournament jay and i talked about that last podcast but um yeah it's kind of cool because i know i watch like like when the national championship was going on i was watching a lot of people were watching like who was doing what and it's fun to kind of watch how like positions change and things like that so um yeah it's cool like a nice little cool way to follow along i know uh yesterday um because Jacob went with me Saturday, and I'm, you know, on the way home, obviously we got three hours to talk, and I'm like, dude, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like all I need is two more fish, and like I don't know if I'm gonna find two good fish, and then like it ended up being I only needed two twelves to make that top ten, and uh, I told him I was going out in the morning, and then he texted me. I think it was like eleven. 12 and he was like happy easter man like are you on the water i'm like i was already out didn't get any fish he's Mm -hmm. like you gonna get out later and i'm like yeah i think so and he's like well i'll be watching and then like he saw those two fish get posted and he's like yeah you know (laughs) like so it's kind of cool man uh and and same thing with jay you know like i know he's doing some great lakes events uh some other ones uh, this yeah, year, if you guys could post it on Instagram, yeah, I think that'd be key. Yeah, so uh, well, and we were gonna try doing like an events calendar on uh, on the website. Oh, that's a good idea. But I, you know, like I say, three YouTube videos, no, a right, week, podcast, right, right, you know, all that right. stuff. So tournaments, fishing. Well, Jay's not here. You can sign him up for that. Yeah. Hey, Jay. <laughs> Jason. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'll probably I'll have a lot of downtime in the evenings well, while I'm on the road. I think just so, posting where you're going to be and people yeah, can find it on yeah, Tourney X yeah. on their own. They don't need a right. direct link. They'll yeah. figure it out. So, yeah, no, we'll that's we'll, cool. We're gonna do it because uh, you know uh, <clears throat> there's there's going to be some meetups coming up, things like that. So um, yeah, it'll be fun. Now you're 
just to, to button this episode, since you're officially a first-time guest on the pod. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Put Thanks you, for having me. I'm gonna put you in the hot seat, bro. Oh, we haven't done one of these in I'm, a hot minute. I see, I'm telling you. I'm, see, I'm loving the epic return of the Godfather. I knew there was a reason why this happened this evening. That's awesome. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Butterworm or waxies? Uh, waxy. I've never used a butterworm. Okay. Till tonight, and it didn't do any good. <laughs> All right, ready? Rooster tail. Right? Rooster tail. Rooster tail like a maps? Yep. Okay. Rooster tail or your twisty tail grubs? Twister tail grubs, just because I know Jay's a maps man, and I just. That's, that's why I just. I don't want to go the same know. way as Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? It's getting yeah. harder. It's getting right. harder, man. This isn't. This It's called the hot seat for a reason. All right. It is getting a little warm. Delavan of Geneva. Oh, man, that is a hard question. Mm -hmm. Watch what you say. You know, I've never really spent that much time on Delavan, and I've spent hours upon hours upon hours on Geneva. Um, But I will say this. like, I was super impressed today, and some of the fish I saw swimming around, uh, I'm even more impressed. And it, it's funny. Like I know these two lakes always compete with each other because they're mm-hmm. so close to one each other or one another. Um, but I'm actually gonna say Delavan for the reason of um, it's a little bit smaller. It's not as crazy hectic in the summer as mm-hmm. Geneva is. Um, I mean, my heart's always gonna be with Geneva, but I think like this lake. And especially uh, some of the information that's come out about it, like through the DNR mm-hmm. that we were talking about in mm-hmm. the fishery in general. Like, uh, I think I'm going to spend a lot of time on this. Lake you know, what's this funny year. is we were we were paddling out to the dam. It's a short paddle. Yeah, I don't think you stopped talking the whole time. You're like, 18 incher. Yeah, 20 incher. <laughs> yeah. You didn't ha- you didn't have glasses on. You didn't have sunglasses on. And I always got my costas on, and. Uh, yeah, and that's what we talked about when we got back. I'm like, dude, had you had your glasses on, your head would have been on a swivel. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, looking through the water, and I'm like, oh, there's fish, there's a fish. I mean, from the time we got in the water to right. the time, like, we got back. It we was didn't just even paddle like, out of the dock. No. I, you were like, there's two bass in there. Yeah, and they, they were, like, 16s, and I was like, holy, you know. And I know I saw a, a very healthy fish, you know, probably female, getting ready. And, yeah. You know, they're moving up. They're getting yeah. ready. It's about, it's getting close to that time, but I don't think the water temps are quite there By yet. By the way, that was a great answer on the hot seat because you are sitting at the Paddle and Fin World Headquarters, so that might have weighed, weighed on your, yeah, that might have weighed on your decision a little bit. But yeah. All right, ready? Here's another one. Fox River or Kishwaukee? Kish. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that because you know it better, or you haven't fished the fox much? Um, there's some stretches of the fox I want to fish. Um, Jay, I'm still waiting for those GPS coordinates from the first time you were on the podcast. But um, Kish is smaller. Um, it's a little bit, uh, I'd say not necessarily remote, but, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a little off the beaten path. Um, and it's just a smaller stretch of water, like... You know, I fish a lot of small streams in southwest Wisconsin and stuff, and, like, I, I really dig the small bodies of water mm-hmm. and finding big fish in those smaller bodies of water. Um, 
you know, I got nothing against a fox, but Kish is just something I've been fishing a ton of. Mm-hmm. I fished the fox a ton as a kid, but um, I don't know. Kish is just. You know. All right, this last one is meant for you and your co-host that is not here currently. Oh boy. So the uh, the bonafide one hundred and seven or the Jackson bite. You got where I'm going with that one, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to make a choice, man. It's in the hot seat for nothing. Uh, I'm going to say Bonafide 107. I figured you would. Just because uh, better seat, better storage options, just better options overall. Is the bite a 10-foot? Uh, or is that an 11? Uh, I think it's 11. Oh, okay. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's 11, maybe 11 and a half. The 107s, 10 foot 7 inches. Um, I would almost bet that the bite probably tracks a little better than the 107. Because it's longer, right? Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest complaint about the 107 is the tracking on it. It's not well, that's great. why I asked. But it's, it's, I knew you didn't it, dig it. It's a short boat. and uh, yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's a great little small lake pond boat. Right. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, Eric has that. Another 10 footer is that. Um, Top water, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Eric, Eric from Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does he say about that one tracking wise? Uh, he, he said it tracks really well. Really? Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Justin Marshall. Uh, we had him on the listener. Oh, okay. Roundtable. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had his first event this past weekend, and it didn't turn out good. But don't worry, buddy. Keep your head up. <laughs> you get there, brother. <laughs> Yeah, they had crappy weather out there because we were on. Where, the, what lake was that on? Uh, somewhere in Ohio, I think. Okay. Because um, that was the Michigan Ohio Kayak Anglers event, I yeah, believe yeah. it was. Because we were on, me and Jacob were on the way home, yeah. and uh, you know we're talking, and he, I'm driving, he's scrolling through Instagram, and he's like, "Ooh," and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, Justin didn't have a good day on the water." Because <laughs> I saw like he was out pre-fishing and stuff, and. You know, I commented on one of his posts. I was like, get out there, man. Get after it. Good yeah, luck. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. And then Jacob's like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. And I'm like, man. Like, I was really hoping that, like, right. you know, I was, I was, you know, rooting for him. But yep. I guess they had, like, some brutal conditions. So. Interesting. But uh, keep your head up, brother. You'll get there, man. One other shout-out. I want to shout-out to Cat Music. He, um, uh, long-time listener of the podcast. He, um... I met him at a trade show. We're oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've had many conversations. I've never met this guy. No, he's an awesome guy. It. Anyway, he's uh, looking to get a kayak. Yeah. And I think I told you he took the Jackson Coosa out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't that impressed for yeah. whatever reason. Um, you know, like different strokes to different yeah, folks. Yeah, right. Um, but he's he's looking to get into the Hobie Pro Angler. So Ooh. I think the double, the one that seats Oh, two. the tandem, right? Oh, that's yeah. right, because you said he wanted to take <clears throat> his wife out or something? He's got daughters that fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so cool. anyway, uh, shout out to Cat and yeah, nice dude. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, when you first met him because you were like, "Hey man, I was at this trade show that was at McCormick Place, right?" It, no, it wasn't at McCormick. It was downtown, downtown Chicago. Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, I was talking to this guy," and I was like, "Hey, you listen to podcasts?" And uh, I think he told you, "Yeah, right." Yeah, and you were like, "Here, 
I do a podcast. Check it out. Yeah. And then that guy had a long drive home and like he listened right. to a bunch of episodes, right? <laughs> he did. Totally so did. that's cool, man. Yeah. Shout out to that dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've never met you, but uh, it's cool that you follow along, man. Awesome. But uh, well, I think we're at the end of another one, bro. Well, I'll wrap it up then. You got I'll, it. I'll keep you up. Uh, so you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, at paddle the letter n and fin you got a question comment uh want to hear about a topic you can email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com uh all the rocktown demo days will be listed in the description so if you guys want to come out and participate in a demo day the first one is going to be may 5th um if any of those dates don't work you can contact the shop they'll set you up to get out on the water and demo a boat um what else do we got? Follow along on Tourney X. Uh, you can go to the Paddle and Fin website. That's paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Uh, visit the store, t shirts, hoodies, um, all that good stuff. You want some swag? We just got a new stock of uh, Paddle and Fin decals in. So if you guys want some stickers, message us, uh, send us an email, hit us up on the social, and we'll get it out to you. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, new episodes air every Tuesday. Um, YouTube videos, uh, and that's uh, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. New YouTube videos every Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. So, Ooh, that was a mouthful. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> so if you see the the listen listenership kind of drop this week, you know exactly <laughs> why that was. No, I think it's going to get a huge boost. <laughs> Because I think the title of this one's going to be The Epic Return with Special Guest. You know? And it's the same guys. Yeah, and, the, and, yeah, and then everybody's going to be like, these jerks. What a letdown. Yeah. Clickbait. Yeah. yeah, clickbait. Jerks. So, yeah. Well, it was good chatting with you, man. Thanks yeah, for having me on. Same here, man. Yeah, glad to have you back. Till next time, guys. Tight lines and smooth paddling. Offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. 
For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.